Welcome to the Panic Button. I'm Mina. I'm Jesse. And today we're reacting to relationship TikToks. Marriage-based ones, it seems. Name one benefit that a man gets from marriage that he wouldn't get in a regular relationship. I don't know much about marriage uh, laws and everything that comes with getting married. I do know one thing. You can have power of attorney. If your wife is in a coma, you can pull the plug. That's all I know. I never thought about getting married. Never cared about getting married. And I'm certainly never getting married. Now, I have student debt and there's no way in hell I'm gonna rope any partner into that bullshit. If I die, you still gotta pay it? That's bullshit. I think as a woman, if you're- I'm asking you as a man, since you're, you know, yeah, attacking think, men for being Peter well, Pan. I think, you know Peter Pan syndrome, right? You don't wanna grow up? Boys that stay dating younger because they never wanna grow up. Who, who choose to get married are incentivized by the fact that they are able to claim that woman as theirs. And they, they Here's my thing. We're not having a baby unless we're married. Anyone. That would be straight, gay, whatever. Yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of women have babies out I mean, of wedlock. And that may be the common way of the world now. Mm. However, for me... If you're straight. If I was straight, even as a gay person, mm. we're not going to have a baby unless yeah. married. And one benefit that they would get in a marriage that they wouldn't get in a regular relationship. Well, I if we're living together and we're married, I'm cooking for you every night. I'm cleaning for you. I'm playing housewife. If we're dating... I'm usually not playing housewife. There's uh, a lot of uh, there's a lot of things. His question is tricky for a reason. You can ask the same thing to to a woman. What are you getting from a man that you wouldn't question. get from the relationship? Just access to his money. Everything has to do with legal processes and that's what marriage is about. It has nothing to do with what you're giving in the relationship changing now that you get married. Like he's trying to trick her and trap her. I, I don't like Myron. I, I think that he's just a fucking on repeat and he drives me crazy. Here's the thing that people are missing. Like Myron. Dating, not being married. Female vaginas are gross. He said it, not me. Exclusively dating someone is the step before marriage. That is practice run. If you're expecting something different out of marrying me, then you're misunderstanding the point of being in the relationship. This is like, this is what we're signing up for the, for the future. Exactly what we're doing right now. Not some hypothetical thing I have in my back pocket to flash at you at the end. What you see is what you get. The answer is there's none. You're well, dancing around it. There is none. So my thing is this. I think it's in a man's best interest to stay Peter Pan, as you would say. And I think women shame men because men get gain their value in their 40s. Blah, 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 blah. Move on. Next one. I can't stand listening to him. It's the same thing over and over again. Get married as many times as you want if you have a prenup. If you have a prenup, go get married. Getting married's a blast. Being married is difficult. You know, someone once said that, that it's great to be married sometimes. The problem is you're married all the time. So you're a fan of prenups. I'm a huge fan of prenups. I mean, I shouldn't be because a prenup for a couple of thousand dollars will save you hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially in legal fees, if not millions. There are clients I have that have spent over a million dollars just in their legal fees that if they had spent $2,000 on a prenup, we would they, none of that. They'd still have that money in their pocket. And that's incredible to me. That's like jumping out of a plane with no parachute. Why would you do that? You know, it's, it's just, it's stupid. Prenups are enforceable. They make sense. I actually think there's something very romantic about prenups because they're forcing you to have a conversation about this relationship. Like a realistic conversation. If this doesn't work, what do we do? It's pretty much like saying people change. You might change. You might end up being I might just change. an evil, evil <laughs> who's just out to take my money. Like people change. Who you date might not be who you marry. You know? Who you marry may not be who you die with. So. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I think, like, he, he's right to an extent. It is a romantic, it's a very vulnerable place 
to have a conversation in any relationship. What if this doesn't work? I don't think there's anything wrong with the prenup. I, I don't... No, especially I if don't, you have money. I get it. <laughs> I don't understand. You don't I just, trust me? It's that. It, That's it, all it is. No. No, I, I trust you to an extent, but I don't trust who you might be in the future. That's what I don't trust. I don't know who you might be in the future. So I want to make sure that I'm safe. I think it's a smart move. I, I think mean, so, too. We, I genuinely believe that we are the most aware of our health just after we got sick, right? Like when we, if you wake up and you have a toothache, all you can think about is the fact your tooth hurts. And then your toothache goes away. And for like a week... You're taking care of your teeth. You go, oh, my God, at least I don't have a toothache, you know? But then a month goes by and you don't wake up and go, well, at least I don't have a toothache. And it's the furthest thing from your mind. E- easiest prenup in the world. Easiest. Yours, mine, ours. That's it. Yours, mine, ours. If in your name, it's yours. If it's in my name, no, it's mine. Like in a, in a divorce, everything, all the assets are split 50-50. Well, no. What you say in a prenuptial agreement is if it's an asset or a liability, if it's in my name, it's mine. If it's in your name, it's yours. If it's in our joint names, we'll divide it 50-50. That's it. Yours, mine, ours. And then you have to have ongoing conversations throughout the marriage about, you know, Hey, I got this bonus at work. Do I put it in my account? Do I put it in the joint account? If the husband owns a house that's worth whatever, $2 million, Mm -hmm. and he marries a woman, Mm -hmm. the house is his still? Well, they have to have a conversation. (laughs) Do I owe you a house? That's an awkward conversation. Okay. You know what's a more awkward conversation? A conversation 10 years later with a lawyer about the fact that you have to give half of this house away to someone. Isn't it better to have that conversation when you still, like, why Why would you learn how to fight in a fight? But won't that, won't that undermine the love that each person why? feels? Why? Why? You're going to die. Does that undermine your life? Or does it make you conscious of the fact that this is finite? Amen. He's <laughs> telling you brutal facts about people in the world and in the most loving way possible too because he he's being completely honest he clearly still believes in love love is not fantasy Mm -hmm. love is like reality he believes in love it's not a movie it's not it's not yeah and that's why i appreciated his videos and that's why i pulled them most of us only do one thing with our partners and it's watching tv and that is the lowest form of intimacy that you could possibly ask for with any human being if you and i watched TV together for 200 hours a year, we would potentially be no closer than we were before. I have this pyramid of intimacy and entertainment's on the lowest rung, but that's what the majority of couples are doing. So if we're only watching TV together, I promise you that relationship is not growing. It's actually falling apart slowly and you have no idea. I, I don't know much about straight relationships. Well, speak from relationships in general and then you can break it down into whether or not I'm assuming from what he's saying a lot of straight couples come home from work and sit down on the couch and watch TV together and don't talk. Is that pretty much what he's saying? Yeah. It, why? Why did they do that? When I did that I hated my partner so I mean I don't know why they do it. If you have a partner and you guys are watching TV and not talking or doing anything. but See when I have... There's a lack of emotional connection. I mean, you and I watch movies and TV all the time. But, but we don't just watch movies and TV. We play games. We make food together. We do things together, you know? Yeah. We do this I together. I can imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine people actually coming home, sitting down on the couch, not talking to their partner, watching TV and going to bed. That sounds miserable. It was. Why do it then? Oh, because you're stuck in routine at that point. But the routine's miserable. 
Wouldn't wouldn't you be better being a little bit more uncomfortable to change the routine that's making you miserable than staying in the miserable routine? You convince routine? yourself it's other things in relationships because they convince you it's other things in relationships. So it's just a sick cycle. That's why he said it's, it's it's falling apart. What's actually happening is mm. you're not communicating anymore, mm. and you're instead forcing yourselves to be in the same room together. The step after just going coming home and watching TV together. The step after that is you're not even in the same room watching TV together. One of you is in one room and one of you is in the other. Mm. Or when they're in that room, you're in a completely different area or something. Like, I'm on the computer doing something while she's on the couch watching TV. Zero attention being paid to what she's doing. You think that you care still because you've, you've invested time and effort. You think you care still. And then you realize that if you were to direct your time that way, you'd be miserable. So when it comes down to it, people are just lazy. Or fearing consequences. It's about the fear of being uncomfortable. You also have to take into consideration that this guy looks like he has money. And most people who are stuck in these kind of relationships are stuck because of financial issues. Whether it's a lease like you, or being poor like me. With financial freedom comes a lot more wiggle room and freaking relationships. But if you're stuck stuck in a freaking lease or stuck living with someone and you can't move out on your own because you're poor, it's it's a shit show. Financial freedom also dictates, because I live alone and you live alone, if we were to break up right now, it'd be easier for both of us because we don't have to see each other every day. What are the five things that you could do in a marriage that would drive 95% of the impact? And if you got really good at these five, you're probably going to do pretty darn well over time. Most of them are daily, some of them are weekly. So first one would be like a weekly date night. I know I'm busy. I know you're busy. I know we're traveling. I know the kids and babysitter. And I know it's hard, but we just find time to have a weekly date night. In other words, we spend some time together. Number two would be daily communication. Most couples, particularly over time, their communication is what's for dinner? How was work? Are you picking up the kids or am I picking up the kids? So we truly daily communicate deeper than that, right? How are you feeling today? Like, like check in, like an actual conversation, a weekly date night, daily communication, emotional and physical connection. Physical would be hold hands, hug, be physically intimate together, but also emotional is like you're emotionally connected because you can be on the same couch and be disconnected emotionally. And you can be 2000 miles away around the country, around the world and be emotionally connected. So you're investing in the emotional and physical connection. Four would be look for ways to serve, like be thinking like, how could I make my life easier for my spouse? And then and by imagine if both spouses are doing it, right? I'm, I'm going to do some dishes. I'm going to like, I'm just going to help around, right? I'm going to pick this up, make it easier. And then number five would be give sincere compliments. Hey, baby, you look great. I love you. You're such a, you, I just am so grateful for my life with you, whatever it is. But sincere compliments, right? If you were to do those five things on a daily slash weekly basis, I mean, I'm not a marriage expert, but over time, you're going to build a pretty freaking awesome marriage. A lot of people do these things at the beginning of the relationship because they're trying to get with someone and mm -hmm. because they're in the honeymoon phase. So it's more natural for them to <clears> completely <throat> smother you with compliments, get you things, you know, make time for you, things like that. That obviously fades with time. However, if you're with someone who cares about you, these actions should be almost second nature. It shouldn't be something that you have to be told to do. And if you're not doing it, here's your wake-up call to start. Because, like, grabbing someone's hand and saying, hey, I love you, that's just something you should do once a week or so just to remind someone that they're valued in your life. If you don't say I love you to the person you're with, then what's the point? Those are pretty basic, basic rules. But people don't do that. It seems more today than before that more people are assholes. Or more people are just showing their true colors. I don't know. They don't care. If you're just basically a good person, you don't need these rules because you do them naturally. If you're a good person, <laughs> you're going to love your partner and treat them, treat them good. This shouldn't be rocket science. 
people are so selfish and narcissistic these days that they don't even know how to love other people. So much so that they're not getting laid or having relationships. But and then what they do, which I find this to be incredibly <laughs> up, is then they what they do is they say, well. Women don't need relationships. Men don't need to get married. We don't need to have kids. We don't need to have sex. We don't want to see sex on TV. We want to see friendships instead. They want that because they can't get the relationships and the marriage and the kids and the love. They can't get it, so that's why I think they're bitching about it. Because it's easier to just do this than to have to look inside and realize I might be a shit person. It's easier to push it off and say, I don't know what I'm doing wrong than to say, maybe I'm not loving them like I should be. Yeah, it's hard to come to terms with the fact that you might be a person. But in the long run, it's worth it. It's worth it. Or you could just keep doing the same thing and end up having to go to TikTok to learn rules that just should be natural, <laughs> that should occur naturally to you. This is, it's, it's crazy how people are just more assholes than they had been previously. We didn't play the granola one, but that's a good reference for this video also. It's small things. It's not big things. The mm-hmm. lady in one of the videos said that she knew that the, the her marriage was over because he used to always replace her granola just because he could, and then he stopped. And never did it again. It's the small things. Like I said, grabbing someone's hand, saying I love you. Those are the things that people don't even think about that they're not doing anymore. And that's the end of a relationship. Enjoy watching TV. On the couch, next to your partner. Not saying a word. Hating them with every fiber of your being. Both scrolling through your phones, sitting on opposite ends of the couch. I came to terms with my assholeness. And I am not afraid to say I'm wrong. Or, yeah, I was a bitch. In the end, there's less anger internally, you know, because you came to terms with it. Aside from, like, trying to be like, why is everyone calling me an asshole? And, like, being really nasty and then going out and being a Karen and yelling at people for misgendering you. It might be easier to blame people, but if you do the personal work of figuring out what you need to change, your life gains value. The people in your life see the effort you're putting in, Mm -hmm. and so they are not only, uh, I wouldn't say more lenient because that's the wrong word. They're more understanding and are more sympathetic towards whatever you got going on that's making you an asshole. Just be a good person. Like and subscribe. Good luck. below. Ring her bell. (laughs) And we'll see you later. Bye. (coughs) I won't do it this time.